From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome back, listener. How are you? I am glad you had a good week. And this, of course, is Aaron Richmond, the host of Aaron's Opinion, a podcast for blind people where we talk about critical issues in the blindness community. Wow. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, tonight's guest is someone who is not blind, but we're still really, really, really glad to have them. They've been waiting a long time. We, we got a little, we got a little mixed up. We got a little confused at first. There was a small technical problem at first that got us a little thrown off, thrown off course there. But now we're very glad to welcome this person. But by the way, before I do, Aaron's opinion, <laughs> Aaron's opinion can be is available almost anywhere you get a podcast from Apple to Spreaker to Spotify, YouTube. Uh, we're probably there along with Twitter. And of course, you know, you can always follow us on Patreon. And by the way, uh, everything I'm saying is my opinion and is copywritten by Aaron Richmond and Aaron's opinion. Thank you. Now to the important part. I was scrolling through Facebook and I had never heard of this person before in my life, <laughs> but I'm so glad I had heard of her. She boosted a post, a post from her podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Unearth with Christine Babu. Welcome. Hey, thank you how are, so much. How are you? you are so, you are so welcome. You are so welcome. First of all, One, can I say thank you for having me, for giving me this opportunity to be in your space? For, first, first of all, let me tell you, you are always, you are always welcome on Aaron's opinion. We're so glad to have you. Awesome. I'm looking forward to this conversation. One of the things that really, really inspired me to interview you this evening was the fact that you, it's just your, your, your perspective on life. You know, yeah. I, I've listened to a couple of your episodes. I might've listened to one very recently um, where you talked about, you know, maybe bullying or harassment. Yeah. And I certainly listened to that one. And that one, <laughs> that one sounded, I will, I will tell you even, even from my perspective, that one sounded oddly familiar yeah and i'm glad i'm really glad that you that you covered that topic so thank you for covering it but thank why don't you. you tell us why don't you tell us um basically your life story uh yeah. and how you came into podcasting and how you got this idea for unearth with christine babu all right go ahead for, oh, for a bit go ahead awesome i'll try and like summarize it all but i'm originally from Kenya. And Kenya, for those who do not know, is in Africa. It's in the eastern parts of Africa. And I always had this curiosity about life, yeah? I knew that there was more to life than my African culture, my Kenyan ways, and thank goodness my parents were really one of those parents where, you know, you get to explore the world as much as you can. And I had um, opportunities to travel and I lived in Australia for a while. And I have, I have family here in the U.S., right here in California and in Seattle. And so uh, when the opportunity came for me to move to the U.S., we moved to the U.S. and um, what can I say? Uh, had kids and life started like really being brutally honest with me because when you are younger, I feel like you are shielded from a lot of what the real world is like for many of us, not for all of us, but for many of us too, we are shielded. And so when I started living life authentically and showing up to this world and trying to make myself live a more purposeful life i then started like having my own experiences in life and made some mistakes here and there and eventually got myself right on track and by mistakes it's just you know when you're young you party so much you get into the wrong crowds and you 
quickly learn that life is not so forgiving. So um, we would just, we never did anything crazy, but we just really did like a lot of alcohol drinking. And, you know, my friends would experiment with drugs and everything, but I never had that. Um, I guess it never just appealed to me, but if it did, I probably would have tried it. And um, so eventually fast forward, you know, grow up, get yourself situated, have your jobs and everything. And I just started seeing life in a totally different lens. My friends were now grow up, grown up, we were all grown up. But then I started experiencing like situations like bullying. And I started experiencing, not experiencing, but seeing um, experiences where people had gone through human trafficking, slavery, and all sorts of injustices taking place in this world. And I just found the fire in me to kind of like really stand up for some of these issues that really mean so much to me. So I, you'll find that I'm really justice driven in that I want to create a space in this world where we all feel safe, we all feel loved, we all feel like we matter. And therefore, I oftentimes will partner with organizations that, you know, really do such justice, social justice issues such as human trafficking and all that stuff. So, and then I, I really love healthcare. It's an area where I have grown in, in terms of my career. It's been an area where I have had an opportunity to grow in and you know my friends used to tell me Christine hey healthcare is so terrible I keep getting denied all these medications and all these opportunities to see a doctor for ABCD and I would strongly defend healthcare and I would I, I really did not see the other side of healthcare that they talked about but because I'm so justice driven I think the other side of healthcare was shown to me not too long ago when I started working for an organization where they were just doing things really, really wrong. And they were just really denying healthcare inappropriately. And I mean, let's just say patients were really being mistreated in that environment. And there were close to 3 million patients we were talking about. So there was another opportunity for me to exercise what I believed was right for all of us. And so I stood up and started trying to define and change the healthcare delivery system here in California. And, um, and then I wanted to do something beyond just healthcare. So podcasting was the right way or path to go, I guess, because I had done blogging for a while and I had blogged for so many years and I'm so comfortable blogging. Let's just say that because I feel like I have good strengths in my writing abilities. So I blogged for years and I felt like I needed to grow in my speaking uh, experience. And so podcasting was this great way to grow myself in an area that I feel the weakest and also at the same time to impact society in a bigger way because I wanted to continue these conversations around justice, around healthcare inequalities, around human trafficking, and in just even just the day-to-day challenges that we all go through. But it's really a forum for me to equip and inspire others to really go after what they've been gifted because I feel like if we all used the gifts that we have for the betterment of this world I really truly believe that we will leave this world in a much better place and we will all get to live in an environment that we all want to be a part of so that's really why an earth exists it's really just to equip others and to motivate and inspire them by sharing authentic stories that really get people moving in the direction that they need to move so, Aaron, that is just a brief summary. <laughs> and that is and that is an, an outstanding story. I, I will tell you that uh, I forget what I have and have not told you. So I'll tell you yeah. that, you know, and for, for the listeners who've heard this a thousand times, you know, I am repeating myself. But as I've said, my name is Aaron. I live somewhere in the universe and, um, and, and, and I am blind. So most of my audience are blind people. And I felt that hearing how you speak and hearing the stories you told 
would be not only inspirational to anyone, but especially people with disabilities and people who are blind, who are, you know, as you well know, having a really hard time this year dealing with the stress of everything that's going yes. on around them. So um, what, what, what was going on in my life to, 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 to sum it all up and to tell you how we got from point A to Z, I guess, is yeah. uh, my, my academic background is in the field of international studies. I've done a lot of traveling to Europe and I've even been to Iswatine in, in Africa. Wow. Oh, yes, I know what it's Why? like. Why? That is it, so cool. I love, I love Iswatine. I love that continent. It is such a, trust me, listener, it is a beautiful, beautiful life. It can Isn't be a, it, it yeah. can be a beautiful, beautiful place. I'm sure, I am sure, I've never been to Kenya, but I'm sure it's far more, Kenya is far more built up and industrialized than Iswatine. But anyway, um, and I was in about a year ago, I was, you know, listening to podcasts, you know, for, for a blind audience from around yeah. the world, which to which there are many, by the way. And, but I, I noticed one thing, Christine, I noticed yes. that none of the other blind podcasts that I were listening to, and by blind, I mean, podcasts for a blind audience, I should say, none of those podcasts were truly approachable where someone like someone like you or any of my guests could just come up to me and say hey Aaron can I come on your show and just talk to you just have a conversation and I I feel that with so many of these podcasts and I I do understand that once the audience gets huge and once it gets out of control you know it's hard to get back to people but I just felt that there was this gap and the gap kind of really turns me off and I feel like some of these people in the podcasting community some of them, uh, the, the majority, 99.9% of them are amazing people, wonderful and super nice people. Most of them are. But there is that 1% that are just kind of a little standoffish. And then, you know, when they produce content for, you know, an audience member who is blind and then I wanted to talk to that person or I had opinions, you know, they kind of, uh, you know, my, my, opinions, my opinions were not heard. My complaints mm-hmm. were not heard. So I felt, well, since I have so many complaints, why don't I start my own podcast anyway? I love to talk to people. I I've been that. I've been teaching uh, English as a second language um, online uh, for for a company that I keep to myself, but but it's a bit of a long story, and I just I just love talking to the world. So I think I thought, well, I love talking. I can't stop talking. I love complaining. I can't stop complaining. I want to educate the entire world. Why don't I start a podcast? So oh, easy. And, 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 you know, and it began, my podcast began as something very simple, where each day I would go through my interest group, my, one of my gr- groups on Facebook for blind people, and I would just read comments, and I would read posts of different things that are going on in people's lives, and I would take a comment, I would open my microphone and say, you know, someone out there in the group talked about blah, 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 and here are my opinions. And I would do 30-minute monologues, and I practiced doing that for uh, for basically every day for several months until I finally convinced my first guest to come on to Aaron's opinion. Let me tell you how hard it is to get a guest to come on to Aaron's opinion. You know, believe it or not, there are people, there are people even that are really, really, really difficult to convince to come onto a podcast. Oh, yeah, it is that's so true. Wow. It's that becomes it is it is the it is one of the slowest processes and by far one of the most rewarding processes to finally get to talk to a guest any guest by the way not just you but any it is so rewarding when someone finally you know is on the other end of the microphone on on the other end of the string and I find that the more I do this the more I do Aaron's opinion the more I podcast I, I have a motto a vision for it that all I need to do tonight in this episode is help you on the other end of the microphone because when I do by the time dawn comes in the morning I helped a million others and I truly I truly truly believe that in my heart I don't need you to say it although you can say it because you're (laughs) because you're a great because I love hearing you talk you're a wonderful speaker but really from from the bottom of my heart I truly believe that as podcasters it is our duty and it's our responsibility to, to understand the concept of podcasting it's a gift that I'm giving a listener. It's knowledge that I'm putting in their ear. It's just something, a little, a little piece of audio medicine, basically, just to help them feel just a little better, because it might just help one more person. And that's, that's me. I couldn't agree more. Like, it's so true. I feel like we have been given this platform, and we shouldn't take it for granted, because there are people who's, who, 
who come in to this space that we've created to better themselves, to even get inspired, to just even live another day. So if we take that on as this responsibility that we have, I feel like we are much more inclined to really uh, value it and value the, the benefits that it brings to others. And that's why I really wanted to even join you on your podcast because you really value, and I could tell, like you can actually tell those who put in the effort and they're in it for the good reasons versus those who are in it to build like a name for themselves and, you know, become this like superstar or celebrity or whatever the case may be. But many times, a lot of podcasters, I believe, they all start with that good and pure intention. And then along the way, they grow into this humongous person that is no longer reachable. Like you cannot even relate with the person anymore. And then that's, for me, that's when it loses its value. Yeah, yeah. And that's and I and I still listen to all of the podcasters who produce content for people with disabilities. I still I mean, they're still wonderful people, wonderful yeah. podcast. I still yeah. love the content, but it's just I, I can't I can't it's not tangible to me. So it's yeah. almost like saying, Well, I mean I like I like watching you, but if, if you can't come over and let me talk to you, what's you know, to some degree I mean, you know, all, all to their own, as we say, all to their own. But I would wonder <laughs> in my heart, what, 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 then, what really, what, what's the point, really? I, I don't really, I don't really get that. So, on Aaron's opinion, you guys don't need to worry about that. By the, by the way, so if you want to tell me what a horrible person I am, how I'm, I'm deemed to go to hell, you are more than welcome to do so. Or you could even tell, tell me that Aaron, <laughs> Aaron, I think you actually are a good person. It's just everybody else is deemed to hell. Well, you're more than welcome to say that too by writing an email to aaronsopinion6 at gmail.com. Um, yeah. That is really the best way to get in touch with this podcast. You could, of course, I could tell you to send a message on my Facebook page, but none of you, everybody out there, you guys are too afraid to do it. So, you know, why am I, why, why bother, right? It's a Facebook page, <laughs> right? You're, you're, people are too afraid. So I guess just send an email since you think I'm, really, you think I'm going to, everybody out there, they're like, oh my God, you're going to attack me or something. No, really, I'm going to listen to everything you have to say. Yeah. So one of the, one of the most important things that, that you brought up, this will, this will, definitely get the comments and the ratings or views or whatever up is the point this is the point okay this is this is the part where the content go, goes crazy so yeah you know the point the point where in in one of in one of your now some of what you said in your most recent episode um about about bullying and some of the things that you said um i i would will choose not to cover in this episode of aaron's opinion but to say the very least you talked about a really interesting topic, which is yeah. important, which is being a whistleblower. Yes. And so what I want to know and what I think we need to learn about as a society is how do we know in our heart, and it's not that simple, Yeah. when do I blow the whistle, when am I crying wolf, and when should I be humble and just go, go about doing the right thing? and know that karma is a coming for someone who's yeah. not doing the right thing. Your, your input on all of that, you may, of course, if you want, you can summarize what happened with your experience or not, but I would love, I, my listeners and me, <laughs> we would love your knowledge about that. So go right ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I truly, a lot of times you go into organizations and your main purpose, really many of us, is when we seek a job is to fulfill a need like to pay your rent, to pay your bills, whatever the case may be. But I look at my jobs in a different, totally different way. While they do fulfill that purpose and part of my life, I view my jobs as a greater assignment. Meaning, um, in my case, I am responsible for making sure that our healthcare delivery works for those who are dependent on it. So we have people who are seeking Medicare assistant or Medicaid assistant, you know, they're really, really dependent on it. So going into this organization, I immediately sensed the things were off and it wasn't too long before my staff members started telling me things that were really, really egregious. But then, you know, they say it. And then at the same time, I'm this kind of person where I actually have to see it for myself. It's, it's okay that they say it, 
that it happens. I'm not discounting it. But can I see it for myself before even I could take any action? So uh, we, went about, we went on with our lives. And not too long after a few months into that organization, I find, uh, what is it, four witnesses in my office one day. Out of the blue, I just show up. I came from another meeting coming into my office just to take a breather so that I can maybe go to another meeting. And four staff members were waiting for me. And they had this bombshell to, to say. And we had been improperly denying healthcare to over 3 million members in such, so many and, whew, unprofessional ways from frustrating a patient uh, by continually denying medically necessary care to just really even trying to convince you to get healthcare in a different setting because your healthcare costs way too much and we didn't want to pay for that. And I mean, the, the, the manner in which the organization dealt with this high utilizers, that's what we call them, the high utilizers, that means they utilize the most healthcare and therefore they cost the most to cover. So in order for the organization to earn some great benefits that they wanted, the leadership of that organization made sure that those high utilizers would be frustrated to a point where they would either leave or they'd be forced out. So that was the case. And um, trying to speak to leadership about it, and if the leadership is not willing to change their ways, well, you have no choice because it's either my healthcare career will come to a standstill and I will be charged for, first of all, misusing and abusing federal dollars to it's just not part of who I am. So in that case, none of the leadership uh, was willing to listen and to change their ways. And in fact, the witnesses that came forward were being retaliated against in a really, really bad way. So um, the cost of whistleblowing really, it really did not even dawn on me that it could come with such great negativity. I was just at a point where I was not going to be a part of an organization that was mishandling so many patients. And I didn't feel right moving on with life, knowing that something really egregious is happening and I could do something, but I choose not to. And so for me, I sacrificed and I saw it as I was willing to sacrifice my career, my influence in healthcare, so that these 3 million patients could get the care that they deserved and that they needed. And I never want to be part of a system that kills people. I don't want anyone's blood on my hands. So I just, at that point, it was the right thing to do because we are human first. And if we cannot respect the fact that we are human beings first and foremost, then I don't think I want to be a part of that organization. So I'm always going to defend someone's human right before I defend an organization's profit. So that's how it ended. For me, it's just out really, if the leadership is not willing to listen, then you have to take it to those who are willing to listen to do something. And when it comes to someone's human's right, then I think we all have a responsibility to make sure that we all give each other an opportunity to live a life that we are all proud of. And yeah, so that's pretty much why I arrived at that decision. I didn't even realize that I was whistleblowing until everyone, my friends would be like, Christine, you're whistleblowing. And I said, okay, if that's the name that is given to what I'm doing, fine. But I could not live with myself because I had experienced those patients for myself. They had come to me. And therefore, not all of them, but some of them had, I remember one patient coming in like twice, a very elderly lady, and they had performed surgery in the wrong leg purposely. And it was just really egregious things that were happening. So for me as a human being, there's no way I could just live with myself. So I chose to do that 
knowing that it will produce a greater benefit than the struggles or the pain that I was going through at that point. Thank you. Yeah. And that, that, and for me, you, you just answered the question. The answer is you, you, you become a whistleblower when you know that you need to blow the whistle when someone else's life is in your hands. Yes. That's exactly. the, that's the answer. That's mm, the answer. That is it. Um, I am, so I need to, I need to, I need to stress and I need to say that um, whether, whether I believe everything that you just said or not, um, everything that, that Christine just said is, is either, is, is her, she, she is entitled to say everything that she just said and she's entitled to share her facts and her opinions and that, that everything she just said are her opinions about what just happened in her life. And, um, and I, am not, I am not a lawyer, um, but I certainly hope that you secretly went home and maybe thought about writing a letter to someone in the legal field about this situation after it happened. I certainly have a feeling that you did and I hope you did, right? Yeah, attorneys were involved. Attorneys were involved, yes. Oh my God. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, God. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But it's one of those experiences that, yeah. you know, you look back and I honestly have no regrets whatsoever. Good. Yeah. Well, good. Because the patients now have good care. They were moved out of that organization and the government, mm -hmm. government worked in their favor. And that's all that we needed to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there needed to be some sort of, I'm guessing, it sounds to me like there needed to be some sort of an administrative legal hearing that resulted from this. At yeah, it was administrative. Yeah. It, there were several uh, behind the scenes conversations taking place with the regulators. And the good thing is that our healthcare system, as much as it has its ups and downs, when it comes to regulators, when they see an egregious act happening and mm. they have the evidence for it, they really act. And in this place, in this case, I commend the California state for moving over 3 million members from that organization. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, thank you. Well, God, well, God bless you for that. You don't, you don't need, you, you, you don't need me to thank you. You know, you know that that was the, that was absolutely the right thing to do. Yeah. And I, I would, I would venture to guess that some of those millions of people probably had uh, pre-existing conditions, if not maybe disabilities. So that oh, was. Oh, yes. We, we had a lot of our membership that were, you know, special needs and they had disabilities and elderlies too. And a lot of immigrants as well who really were not educated with our healthcare system. It was a really, really um, tough situation. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's, there's that situation. That's, that's an interesting one, but it shows how, how we can have some really serious problems that if we don't pay attention to these serious problems in our society, yeah. um, you know, these things, you know, people can get hurt. So that's why people, uh, you know, need to need to know when to blow the whistle and, you know, need to, so this would be a really good reason why people should just do their job properly the whole time so yes. that they don't, so that we don't have to worry about, should we blow a whistle or become a whistleblower in the first place, you know, exactly. but that, 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 uh, that is, um, I, I, I will be frank with you, none of what you said surprises me in the slightest, but that's still very, very concerning. I mean, that's incredibly concerning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad you're not surprised because I was totally shocked, Aaron. Well, I, I mean, oh in, in America, you know, I mean, and, and I don't know how long you've been living here in, our, in this great country, but I mean, even in America, we have problems with, with gross corruption, even in America, unfortunately, Every country has people, and some of those people happen to be corrupt people in every society and in every country. So yeah, yeah. It is, it is very sad. It is very sad and very concerning, especially when it, when it relates to healthcare and people with disabilities. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I think that's where I got the most surprised is that why would we do this to another human being? But then again, that's a whole other conversation. Well, why, well, why to do it to someone else? Because, because, uh, maybe, maybe some people, maybe some people truly are evil and just want to take money. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the, I mean, it's sad to think of it so directly, but maybe in my opinion and in my estimation, maybe there really is some evil in the world. And I, I, I believe that to be, to be true, 
you know, as I said before, karma's a coming. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. I I would, I I don't even want to think about the level of karma that someone would have to endure for the rest of their life, knowing that they did that to someone with a disability. I mean, that's, that's low. (laughs) And I've heard, I've heard, I've heard some, you know, and, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to get us too far, I guess the term would be too, too, too off the beaten path, but I've had some, I've had some really bad stuff happen to me in my life. Oh, sure, 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 sure. As everybody does, and you you have to overcome it. You just have to stand up and overcome things. But that's, um, that's really impressive. That's, that's impressive. That's low. You know, that's, it never, it never ceases to amaze me. This level of, uh, of, of profit. People are just so corrupted by profit is what I would say. Yeah. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Money is money can be the true root of all evil. <laughs> you know? Yeah, or you can choose or see or the other the other end of the other side of the story. Yeah. Is you can choose to only help people and then you know that the profits that you make when you help the right people and did the right thing, you know that you're supposed to have that money if you only did the right thing. So if you would That's only true. do the, So if you would only do if people if companies and every, if everybody would just do the right thing, then they would be able to help so many more people and they would have so yeah. much more money and all they would have is good karma backing them up and protecting I, I them in the end yes but people don't I get that all of those yeah we don't i mean i think it gets so tough at the top there that if you what i think happens too is if you are that kind of person before you got the power and authority i think the power and authority just really magnifies who you are from the beginning so if you're like this greedy executive now i don't think it's something that you just happen to be i feel like that is something that you are growing into and then this position of power just presents itself and now you are this greedy executive and you just want to make some good money for yourself yeah but then in in the end when um uh in the uh this is by the way this is marked as explicit it's podcast it's podcasting i'm allowed to get a little bit colorful with my language one once a year as we say in american english um so then but the thing that people need to understand is you know in the end hey you know what when when um how i mean how do how do i how do i put this pretty bluntly i mean you know really really when sh- when um when shit hits the fan you're you're gonna lose all that all that greed, all that profit, all those gold coins that you think belong to you. You know, yeah. you're 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 done. You're done. Look, I know. I know. So it it makes no. I mean, I I guess. I mean, who knows? I don't know. I don't know if I'm a good person or not. I guess, but who knows? It just makes no sense to me when you know that your whole world is going to come collapsing down eventually. You know, why would you want to start that? Uh, I think, I, you know, it never makes, I don't know, it always just never makes sense to me. But I guess for some people, when they're going through it, it makes sense for them at that point. And, I guess it does. I guess, yeah. I guess, you know what, I guess when you're, and the other thing is the concept of being a narcissist. I guess when you're such a narcissist. Yeah. That you just, you just, your brain just doesn't work that way. I mean, you know, we see, you know, in, in history that we've had to lock up a lot of famous people. I, I mean, a, you know exactly. who've done who've done really evil stuff. I mean, take take the take the Madoff case. Do you are you familiar with that one? Yes, the Madoff case is another really Bur- really bad see, one. See, see, yeah, but well, I don't know. We're comparing all stuff that's really really bad. It's hard to compare which is really 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 bad. But I mean, can you can you imagine? Can you imagine stealing? You know, let's say the figure at least it was probably fifty billion dollars. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, uh, how how can you? How can you think that you are not going, how can you think that's going to work? I don't know. You have to be a special type of evil, a special type of narcissist for your, it's it really, no, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to push it this far and say, it's really yeah. some sort of a, it's some sort and no, no disrespect to people who are suffering, but it's some sort of a mental illness, literally, yeah. where something is just wrong with your brain and you just, you literally, your brain doesn't comprehend that that's not the right way to go about living. I, I'm convinced about that. I don't know. But. I think you have to have lost your, your, there's a part of you that you have to have lost to yeah. continue in that path. And then I wonder too, 
if because they maybe have gotten away with it so much that they think they're invincible to the point where, you know, it doesn't scare them as it used to maybe when they started. You know, I, 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 yeah, I guess that's what it is. But what I'm saying is it takes what, what you experience and we look back at history, some of these really evil things that, that have happened through corruption over the years, you know, yeah. there's the, what I'm saying is there's a level, there's like two different levels of it. There's a level of just being a narcissist, but then there's this yes. extreme, extreme, extreme level of narcissism that you saw, which is, I don't know. I, I, some of those people, I guess, can't be helped, I guess. So, you know, they, there's no, there's no save it. They can't be saved. You know, it's so unfortunate though. It really, really, really is. But the, the light at the end of the tunnel is that we have good people like you who realize that this needed, that this needed to be corrected. And so to, to anyone. So I say, thank you for that. And, you you know, um, Now that you've been living in California, um, you know, what do you, you know, one of the things that I always love to ask, you know, people who grew up in other countries, what do you really think of, you know, life in the United States with all the evil you saw? What do you really think of of life here as a whole in the United States? I I really, I'm so glad, first of all, to have the opportunity to have lived in several places uh, in my lifetime. And I really do feel like the US, we have such great opportunities and the ability to, to do such great good in this world. At the same time, I feel like sometimes we are our worst enemy in the sense that I, some of the things we do because of the money and the resources we have, I don't necessarily agree with it uh, because sometimes then you see some people living in really pa- poor parts of the world and they are so content and happy with what they have. I, what I feel like we lose it here is the sense of appreciation because, and the contentment in having what we have and the ability to do what we do. And because you, when you visit Africa or other places where perhaps life is not as developed or as really, um, the possibilities are not as available to them as they are here. I feel like you just, the people there, they appreciate life in a different way than we do. For my, my, my daughters, for example, that's one area of growth that I would really love them to experience is to travel as much as they can. And that's why I'm a big proponent for traveling, exposing yourself, because I feel like the more you travel, the less ignorant you are and the more you're able to li- relate to different cultures and different people. And for me, honestly, I think it would be a this solution to also the racism that we experience is the exposure to different cultures, really. Could be, very, yeah. very well could be. You know, and I mean, back to what you were saying, what you've talked about on your podcast several episodes with, with you know, the, the issue of uh, discrimination. Yeah which is, you know, in my opinion, such a huge issue for blind people and such a huge issue for, our, for people in the disability community. And did I mention such a huge issue for everyone else? Yeah. Because people have the ability to discriminate. So, I mean, that's really a survival skill. I mean, you said that you feel that, you know, if people travel more, they might be, you know, more likely... Um, you know, that might be an, an end all to racism and things like that. Well, I certainly hope you are correct. I hope you're right. But people as a simple survival skill will be able to tell if someone looks different from them. So I'm not, I mean, you, you know, you could be right. I hope you are. I think it helps. <laughs> but as yeah. long as, as long as the human mind is able to tell that someone looks different, you know, then we'll be able to discriminate and then from there be ignorant and, you know, then the, 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 the circle will never end. I don't know. Objectively speaking, yeah. I don't see, I don't see an end. I'm pretty, um, as you can tell, I'm pretty opinionated, pretty blunt and a pretty direct guy to deal with. And I don't really see any, um, any end to, to, to ignorance, um, any end to, to problems with people because some people, I, just like before with the evil people and narcissistic people, some people are just bad people. They just, they just, they truly are bad people. And then we have yeah. other people who are, who are genuinely good people. We also have that too. But unfortunately, we got a lot of weird people these days. A lot of 
people who are sometimes misinformed, other times yeah. disinformed, you know, it's a, it's a huge problem, but I completely agree with you. I've done a lot of traveling and it's helped me. So it? yeah, I it's really, yeah. it's really beneficial for me. I volunteered in St. Lucia yeah. uh, and it's a one, that's a wonderful place to be. And it wow. was really, really a really good experience for me. I did a study abroad in England. I've been to France three times because my second language is French. And, uh, yes, yes. And, uh, exactly. Bonjour. Hey. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yes, it's a very inter very interesting society. But in France, every no one speaks English there, so everyone has to speak French there. So yeah. that's a very good a good skill to have to be able to speak um, several languages. But I cert I certainly hope I certainly hope that with with podcasting. I hope that we can educate one more person. You know, maybe yeah. that's the goal. If we can get one person to play this episode, well, that's that person is probably the one that needed to hear it, is what I like to think. And and really, I've found that although podcasting is slow, I found that my, you know, downloads have slowly creeped up. You know, I found that people have noticed and they all seem to be the right people. Yeah. And the, the only people in my in my Aaron's opinion group on WhatsApp, which you're going to be added to in just a few minutes, and I'm yeah. sure and I know you're gonna join it, is yeah. you'll get you'll get to meet all of the guests on my podcast, all the guests from around the world who've made this podcast what it is. So wow. I mean, really you, you have to know, you have to try to talk to the right people and figure out what the right stories are to tell. And then when I'm able to give you, just like tonight, just like this episode, I was able to give you the chance to tell your story, to tell some good stuff, to tell some scary stuff, some bad stuff, but that's a story worth telling. And that's a story that people deserve to hear. So that's the story that I was pleased to help you write, basically, as a as a audio author or a podcaster, which is what yeah. this is. And that's really what I what I uh, how I view, you know, the art form and the, 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 the beauty of podcasting, which it truly is beautiful. Um, and one of the most interesting that. things about talking to people from all over the world that I find is that there are podcasts from every single country. So um, how many uh, how many other Kenyan podcasters have you been talking to lately from Kenya? You know who... what, Aaron? I just haven't found the Kenyan podcasters, honestly. And I'm sure oh. they're out there, but I just haven't found it. <clears throat> Maybe because I'm just getting started. Yeah, I, I launched in August, so of this year. Yeah, so mm. I'm I'm just getting my feet wet into the podcasting world. But I'm, I'm, I'm so pleased love. and that's why I'm so yeah. happy. I'm so happy to have you on here. I'm so happy to be one of probably one of the first people who has interviewed you. I'm so happy to yes. have that privilege. Yes, you are actually the, the first. first one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I had a feeling because I hadn't ever heard of you. I was like, on earth with yeah. Christine Bum. I was like, who, who on earth? Who on earth is that? <laughs> I'd never heard. I'd never heard of you. I just, I just thought, I just thought, oh, that's probably just some other narcissist talking about how great they are. <laughs> I'm so glad you stopped and just gave me a chance. You and know? that's, you know what? And that's, and that's what you got to do, guys. When you're yeah. on Facebook and you see podcasters boosting their posts, push that, push that profile button, send them a message, and say, hey, you know what? I want to learn a little bit more about what you have to say, or hey. I care about you. What What do you yes. want to talk about today? Yes. Open the conversation. Talk Thank to people you. because Thank you, you never you never know how much of an important conversation that person has to tell. In your case, and in every case, yeah. every conversation is the most important because this for you and forever is the most important podcast for you because it's the memory. It's this positive experience that I was able to paint for you and give to you. Thank and that you. I think, and that I think is truly is truly the greatest gift. I would wonder, I would wonder, you should, yeah. um, you should be in all of the podcasting groups on Facebook because there are tons oh. of, oh, tons of them. They're out are of you serious. Oh my goodness. There's okay, tons you know of what? them. I'm going to now do active searching on that. I haven't, I wasn't aware of that. Oh, I'll add, so... I'll add you to all the, I'll connect you with all the, okay. The, Thank I, you. I, I will certainly send you a couple of links. Um, to a couple of the really good ones where you should come and introduce yourself. And in okay. fact, 
you could even I, I mean I'm mostly saying this out of my own out of my own honestly out of my own entertainment yeah but you should post you should post in you should post in K Swahili and tell Ooh. them that, and tell them and and write it and write in the Swahili language and try Ooh. to see if someone can write back to you and so I would be fascinated yeah. to see if there are other um if there are other podcasters who podcast in Swahili who wow. are looking to connect. The reason I say it I love that. is that every every podcaster out there has a has a has a bunch of secret listeners. People who are that secretly so listening who are that secretly so listening true. who are too afraid. So yeah. I would be I would be interested to know if there is a secret podcast out there that only podcasts in Swahili and that they're looking for guests and looking for to unearth a Christine Abu. You know what? Thank you for introducing me to this world. I would never have guessed that there's such a large community out there. It's I haven't guessed it either, but then I see podcasts about all sorts of topics, like topics wow. about like dirt and gardening and from like every country. Um, I do notice that because of the international feel of podcasting, I do notice that the vast majority of the podcasters podcast and produce content in English. It's kind of an international audience type of thing. Uh -huh. I do notice that, but I, I am also sure I have spoken to, I interviewed, well, I know you're going to go through my content, my, my menu and listen to, to all of them, all of my episodes. I know you yeah. will, yeah. but I listened to a couple, the ones that you would like are where I interviewed someone from Ghana and I interviewed someone from Gambia and the Ooh. person from Gambia was in Tunisia and uh, I've had all, all sorts of people. Oh, even Uganda. Uh-huh. Wow. And oh yeah. And they've been telling me that, yeah, there's podcast communities in those countries. Um, but um, they tend to only podcast or produce content for their local audience. So it can be very hard for them to get on the international stage for some reason, which you, you know, know what? And I think yeah. that's the same case in Kenya, honestly. Probably. Because they their local people are their key listeners and therefore right. they produce content for them that makes total sense why i probably don't know of them honestly right but the difference is you're you grew up in kenya so you can you can message them in swahili and ask them oh yeah i know <laughs> i know swahili so i could definitely do that i would be i would be fascinated to learn more about that and of course yeah. And of course, even though they would be too shy to talk to me, they're always welcome to talk to me. I'd be fascinated to get to get, I get to host. I would love to connect you with some of them. Now I'm gonna you really unearth some curiosity. Uh, I really, I really, I really unearth, guys. I gotta yeah. tell you, I think you were, I think you were just one of these. I just think really, just to just to play out the humor of the situation. I really yeah. think, I really think you were one of these narcissists hiding in your house waiting. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I'm glad you're pleasantly surprised because um, I want to stay away from being a narcissist, please. Well, I think good, we well, all good. have Let's stay away a little bit yeah. of narcissism we all in our lives, we all you know, but no, I don't want that to be I know. pronounced in my life. You I know. know, I know, I know. Yeah. You just you just want to blow whistles and then wonder what whistle blows. Ah! Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to blow whistles. I think that's what I'm good at. <laughs> What do you say? Okay, since I since I speak French, I'm fascinated by this. So what do you? Yeah. So what's the verb? I'm I'm really I'm really I'm really I'm really gonna have really giving you a hard time here. No, what, I love what, it. What would you say? I love it. What would you say in what would you say in in, in Swahili for whistleblower? Yeah. Do you just say whistleblower, or do you have an uh, have an idiom in Swahili for whistleblower? Oh, we don't, we don't. But, you oh, know, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I guess nobody blows whistles in in Kenya then. I guess. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, the very few who do it, they don't get far with it, honestly. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, we also deal with corruption over there. Yeah, no Lots kidding. And, the, and it's, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I am, oh, I've never been to Kenya. I'm positive yeah. that the corruption is far worse, far worse there. But corruption, it's a problem in every single country. It's not just a problem in Kenya or America. It's a problem in every country. It is. But you know what I realized is we do it here in the U.S. very like, um, in a clever kind of way. It doesn't make it right though. Yeah, it doesn't make it right. <laughs> But in Africa and in Kenya, when I compare the two countries, yeah, I realize that in Kenya, the greed is so pronounced to a point where if, for example, you're given 100, 100 million Kenyan shillings to build a road and create some infrastructure so that people can, you know, do some sales and open businesses and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. In Kenya, the road will never be built. 
And then okay, it becomes so, this obvious thing. And then it, well, so it's but more, here, it's more obvious, but then, yes. yeah, it's more obvious, but it's still, it's still there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, here you, you will build a road in a kind of funny way, you know, right, like, right. something will be done, you know, I think that's, that's the, the difference I found to be the case. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Unearthed, unearthed. We have certainly unearthed Christine Babu in this episode. <laughs> she is certainly, she is certainly, I, you're, you are going, you are going to love the community of all the guests from around the world. Um, there are several, I mean, I, I'll tell you when, once you introduce yourself in WhatsApp, I'll tell you who to talk yeah. to because you're okay. going to just, you're going to just be you're just going to love some of these other people. You're just going to be just amazing. You're just going to love. I you're just going to love. Wait. So, you know, there's, there's a bit of a side effect of this podcast. Okay. That of course I don't tell people about or else I would never get any guests. <laughs> many people, many people from other countries, you see, are yeah. very good at music. And everybody else from around the world who's not American, we've ended Aaron's opinion in a very special way. Would you be so kind and would you like to sing the Kenyan national anthem in Swahili for us? I would just love that. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you are really testing me. Ah, okay, can, I, can you believe this? I have to Google. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. Okay. No. 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 I know. If you have to go, if you, if you have to Google, secretly means you don't know it. <laughs> I know for sure. Um, geez, it's been a while. And then after that, I can't even remember. Um, honestly, I, I think that I is, have to redo this one time. That is, Honestly, I cannot. Okay, hold on. Okay, I got it. I'll end right there. <laughs> a little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you can save at penfed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.